Hello, Cathedral of Faith. We have all been given an opportunity right now to raise a hallelujah. And what does that mean for you? I don't know, because each of us are in different situations and circumstances. But God has said in His Word, Come to me, all ye who are heavy laden and burdened. In other words, those who feel like the, feel the pressure overwhelmed. And if that is you, we stand together today with you and the power of the Holy Spirit so that we can say this, but as for me, I will sing about your power. And each morning I will sing with joy about your unfailing love. For you have been my refuge, a place of safety when I am in distress. Remember, when you raise a hallelujah, it is the place of the great exchange where He gives you beauty for ashes, joy for mourning, where the prisoner finds that he has been set free, where those who have lost find the one who redeems. Whoever it is that you are needing to find, His name is Jesus. So together, let's raise a hallelujah. If you're standing in your living room, come on, get on your feet and raise a hallelujah because the presence of God is here. Come on, let's worship. Woo! I raise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemies. I raise a hallelujah louder than the unbelief. I raise a
spirit not just in your head I hope it's in your spirit today that wherever you raise that hallelujah no matter where you may be in your mind in your experience in your relationships in your dreams in your goals in your health wherever it may be God is with you you are not alone you know peace is not the absence of trouble it is the presence of God he is with you he is with you and that gives us confidence to raise a hallelujah. We've sung it, we've said it, now it's time to shout it. On the count of three, I wanna hear the loudest hallelujah you're able to muster. I know you might scare your neighbor or maybe someone's in bed or maybe that car next to you thinks you're a little crazy, but go ahead and put it in the chat. Put a hallelujah in there, put a hand emoji, whatever you gotta do, but let's express it outwardly to give God the highest praise in this moment. Ready? On the count of three, one, two, three, hallelujah! What's up, Cathedral? We're so happy that you're here. We have some awesome announcements coming up that we don't want you to miss. Let's check them out. 
Next week, Pastor Ken will be starting a brand new series called Questions of Silicon Valley. We'll be answering questions like, is Google really the best search engine? Or can technology solve all our biggest problems? It's going to be a great series and we don't want you to miss, so come check it out. We just had our Music Under the Stars event and it was so much fun. We danced the night away and had some awesome desserts. If you missed it, don't worry. We have another one coming up August 14th with American Idol finalist DeAndre. Come check it out. Well, that's all we have for today, Cathedral. Make sure to follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, to check for updates. Also, make sure to visit the coffee shop after service. We have some awesome desserts and some merch, so go check it out. We'll see you next time. Bye! Hello, Cathedral Online. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. For great is our God and greatly is he to be praised. I'm so glad that you're with us today. And while those video announcements, they were done by Alyssa. She's one of our interns. And it's so great to see multi-generations you know, involved here at Cathedral of Faith. Her grandparents are a part of Cathedral. Her parents, her dad is the drummer. Her mom serves in the dance ministry, and now Alyssa is serving. It's just great to see what's happening at Cathedral from one generation to the next generation to the next generation. And I'm so thankful that you're with us today. You know, as I look at the Cathedral community, it's, it's amazing. It really is to see how God's at work. You know, uh, we shared a few weeks ago one of the ministries that sprung up during the pandemic, the Hands of Love ministry, which the heart there was to focus on seniors who were in need of, of extra help, whether around the house or other kinds of things, ways we could serve them. And uh, we have a men's ministry study group that meets every Saturday. And they wanted to, instead of just studying, they wanted to, well, put what they were learning into practice. And so they linked up with the Hands of Love ministry and they found out about this one couple. The husband is in the last stages of life. He suffers from Lou Gehrig's disease and the wife is already under so much stress, you know, that kind of challenge. And there were several things around the house that needed fixing. So this band of brothers went out and shared the love of Jesus and served and they did everything from electrical work to plumbing work to roof work to bathroom work. And when they left there, that house was in great shape. But even more than that, boy, that couple knew that they mattered to God and were loved by God. And I'm just so grateful. You know, those kinds of things are are being done by the cathedral family, really being the hands and feet of Jesus. So thank you. Keep up the great work, cathedral. And thank you for, for uh, your support, your faithful giving week after week, not only through the pandemic, but now through this summer. Thank you for your giving. There's so many ways to give. You can give on the app. You can give online. You can give uh, through the website. Um, so you can text us and give, but thank you for giving. Jesus said, give and it shall be given unto you. And I pray that uh, you'll discover through this giving process that you just can't outgive God. You really can't.
Well, today with us is our uh, final speaker in this July. Uh, all this month, we've been hearing from not just leaders, but leaders of leaders. And we've been blessed all month long to hear from some amazing leaders. And today is no different. All the way from Italy, our friend Gaetano Satile. He's the CEO of Italy for Christ, and they have done incredible work in stepping up during the pandemic to serve Italy. So here's our friend Gaetano with a special message for you. Thank you so much, Pastor Kenny, for that wonderful introduction that you gave to us. It's a, a privilege for me and my wife, Sandra, to be here all the way from Italy. After two years, we surely be missing being with uh, this wonderful family at Cathedral Faith. And just like you in Italy during this uh, uh, time with COVID-19, we saw an incredible growth of the gospel. We were able to meet the needs of a lot of people. And most of the times we did this also with the help and the resources given to us by you guys. So thank you, thank you very much from Italy for Christ. I want to take you back with me to uh, 1979 when I was a young missionary who wanted to plant 50 churches in five years. At the end, we planted only 10, but that was pretty good for that type of a ministry back then in Sicily. And I remember that uh, our, our headquarters were in Catania, which is the Milan of the South. Uh, and uh, we came, I came one, uh, one day, one Monday morning, together with uh, a, uh, a Canadian missionary. So he looked like Canadian, so tall, blue eyes, blonde, and I looked like a Sicilian, of course. And as we were walking out of the train station, someone stopped us, and he says, do you know what is the Maltese embassy? I said, no, uh, we don't know where the, the uh, Maltese embassy is, but why? I got a problem. I got to go back home, and I bought uh, all the way from uh, Scotland this uh, incredible material to make suits, uh, but uh, I cannot bring it in. I wanted to bring to the to the Maltese uh, embassy. At the same time, another guy, very well-dressed, comes by us, and he says, what's going on here? Well, you know, this guy's got this problem. The guy says, well, I got a, a store. I make suits. I'll buy it, and... Uh, I'll buy for 10,000 liras, which back then was like $10, you know. And I said, oh, man, don't do that. The guy wants to take advantage of you. And the guy says, well, that's better than nothing. I said, okay, okay, okay I'll tell you what. I'll give you 30000 so $30, and I'll buy this material. So I'm so excited. And with this, uh, Greg was the name of this uh, friend of mine, another missionary. And we're like 25 years old, 24 years old. I called my father, who, by the way, worked on the railroad. And I said, Dad, Dad, I'm finally going to make a real nice uh, suit with a good material. And uh, how much did you buy for? Well, it was $30, $30. You know, he says, where? at the train station in Catania, and that's when he said some things over the phone that I cannot repeat to you right now. He was, he was oh man, that's fraud, man. They, those guys, they, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're, they're just taking advantage of the tourists, you know? I wouldn't believe that. You know, I'm a proud person. I went to the first store where, where they were selling suits and stuff, and when I went over there, I says, what about this? What about this? Tell me, this is good stuff, isn't it? And the guy laughed at me. He says, you got this at the train station in Catania, right? I said, yeah. Oh, it's synthetic. It's not authentic. If there is one thing that during this pandemic we have learned is exactly this. That God 
is showing us if our faith is synthetic or if our faith is authentic. There is a verse in Proverbs, and this verse says clearly that there is a way that seems to be right according to the mind frame of man, but the end of it is destruction, is death. There is a way that people think of faith but the end of it is death. Today I want to talk to you about uh, the difference that there is between the synthetic faith and the authentic faith. There are people today that are blaming God for all kinds of things. They should be blaming their synthetic faith. And that's why their faith is shrinking down every single day, more and more and more, until it dies. And today, it is my hope, it is my prayer that this message will touch your heart and will allow you to make a change, a transformation, so that your faith can be the right one. But let's see some of the characteristics of the synthetic faith. The first characteristic, it is that it is based on appearance. On appearance. Today, everything is appearance. The way you dress, the way you talk. I mean, there are people that are paid so that they can help you build up your image. In other words, you appear to be something that you are not. And you know, in faith, in the church, it's just the same. In the church, it's just the same. You know, as Christians, we want to appear a certain way. And we forget that the most important thing is not how we look outside, but how we are inside. If we are really experiencing the transformation that God wants to bring in our lives. There is a cheap, very cheap gospel today. Just to receive Jesus, everything is fine. That's only the beginning, my friend. It's been like 45 years from the day I received Jesus. And every day I'm learning, I'm being transformed to the image of Jesus. It is a wonderful journey. I'll never retire from this because Christian growth goes all the way throughout all our life. And so what I'm trying to say here is do not reside on the appearance. There is something more. That's what it's inside you and me, the spiritual growth. And let me tell you how that comes about. It comes about because we cannot do things because they appear to be good. We need to be aware of the why, why we do what we do. And do we do what we do so that we can appear good to other people? Or because it is the right thing to do? There are times where our faith is called to be courageous and not synthetic. So what I'm trying to say to you today is exactly this. The time has arrived to understand that what fuels the real authentic faith is not appearance, but it is transformation. Being transformed in the image of Christ, being transformed as a citizen of his kingdom, which is completely different from being a citizen of this kingdom. But we'll talk about this a few minutes after this second point which is the synthetic faith, is also based not only on appearance, but on Christian positivism. Christian positivism. Where everything, and I mean everything, has to go good. Because if it doesn't go good, it means that something's wrong with our faith. We have completely erased 
a principle important that the negative things, the things that we do not like, need to be there. I don't like the dark. I don't like the night. But if there won't be no darkness and no night, I will never understand and enjoy the meaning of the light. You know, negative and positive are important. Our life gets stronger when negative and positive attracts one another. But you see, if everything is always negative in our life, negative and negative, they just, you know, splitting and shooting one another away from one another. Positive and positive, the same thing. We need to have positive and negative at the same time. That's why I believe that one of the most incredible definition of God in the Bible is in Romans. Of course, I wouldn't be a good Italian if I wouldn't think that Romans is one of the best books in the, in the whole Bible, you know, of course. But in Romans chapter 11, very tough chapter, verse 36, we read exactly this. All things, and I mean all things, are from God, through God, unto God, for His glory. In this chapter, the Apostle Paul writes of a plan that God has for his people, for the Jewish people. A plan that doesn't seem to match what he said in the previous 10 chapters, where he clearly says that it's important the blood, it's important that the, 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 the salary of sin is death, that there is no one just on earth, not even one, that Jesus is important. Without his death, there is no justification. And then all at once, he says clearly that he's got a plan for his own people, which is different. At this point, Paul just anticipates what people are going to say. They're going to say, how can God do that? Well, I'm telling you, God is God. He can do whatever he wants. When Jesus said, Father, let this cup pass over me. Nevertheless, know my will, but your counsel be done. Your counsel be done. Because the genius of God is exactly this. That whatever happens, all things work together for good to those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And we miss our purpose because we miss to face the trials of our lives and receive them as wonderful opportunities for internal transformation. And so today, people that embrace synthetic faith, people that believe in the appearance and in a, in a, in a, a Christian positivism are crushed, crushed when something like the pandemic of COVID-19 comes. But not the, the authentic faith is different welcomes, embrace all this, and something wonderful happens. Nevertheless, I can sum this up with what Jesus said. You guys are wonderful. You guys are impressive. You are white, impressive tombs that symbolize nothing but death. Please, please don't be fooled. Please, please don't be deceived renouncing the gospel because all you've been knowing and watching is being a synthetic faith. The time has come right now today to remove the synthetic and reveal the authentic. Oh, yes. And the first thing I'd like to say, three things about the authentic faith is that the authentic faith is a vital, vital faith. You, be, you need to be vital. Vital means uh, life. In Spanish, like in Italian, vita, vita means uh, life. And uh, we cannot talk, even the world cannot talk about life uh, 
without talking about the miracle of life. Life cannot be explained. I mean, the blooming of the flowers and the growth of the, of, 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 of the trees. Uh, I, mean, I mean, the birth of a child. I mean, these are things that seem to go beyond rationality. But that's good. Because you see, the vital faith, it is a faith that goes over the borders of rationality. You know, over the borders of rationality. You know, the world has uh, uh, stimulated the rationality because you can control people through rationality. Oh, he's a rational person. A rational person is an ordinary person, will never be an extraordinary person. And yet Jesus says, I came to give you life and life in abundance. In other words, I am here to give you an extraordinary life. But if we think as ordinary people, rational people, do you know what's going to happen? We're never going to be creative. We're never going to be seeing wonderful things happen in our life. So we need to just cut the chains of rationality and understand that in God's kingdom, the madness of God is all that we need. Oh, the madness of God. It must be really a mad God to love a sinner like me. To become a man and die on the cross for us. That doesn't make sense. And yet, in the madness of, of the in divine madness, we really see the real meaning of the authentic faith. Just in the, like in the world. I mean, you get Shakespeare who writes uh, ordinary things and nobody really listens to him. And then one day he starts talking to a skull and he gets like a, an Academy Award for talking and writing those, those verses. Or a Picasso that, that just draws all kinds of things that don't make any sense. But then he's communicating something. If you come to Italy, if you come to all the museums, we see things that don't seem to make sense. But those people became big because in the madness of the art, they created something. We cannot create anything outside of the supernatural. And yet, in 1 Corinthians, Corinthians 2.14, we read clearly that the natural man, the rational man, cannot understand these things. And that's why, that's why the authentic, authentic faith is important. It needs to be a vital faith. The time, the time came in our life when, uh, after about 25 years of ministry, my wife and I realized that everything that we did, we did it. And it was very impressive. Because we were good. Because we had talents that God had given to us. I'm telling you, we were exercising a synthetic faith. Anybody also with our talents could have done it. That's when we realized that we were going to the wrong way. From that moment on, we start dreaming. We start becoming, quote unquote, irrational. That the real world should be supernatural minded. And we saw incredible things because we believed that that kind of faith is the only faith that can create. Creative faith and not just the ordinary faith, which, is, which, is, which doesn't mean anything anyways. But that's not enough. Not only we need to, be, to have a faith authentic that is vital, it's got to be also vocal. 
Oh man, vocal, vocal. You gotta talk about your faith. And when I think about someone who's vocal, I think about the biggest mouth that was around Jesus. His name was Peter, right? And Peter was talking all the time. He even betrayed Jesus, but he repented, he cried, he came back again into the race. And in 1 Peter 3, 15, he says, but sanctify Jesus as Lord of your life, being always ready to give an apologia, defense, an apologia of the faith that is in you, yet with meekness and fear. Oh, the authentic faith is a faith that number one makes Jesus Lord of your life. In other words, the kingdom of God has a king and that king didn't get voted by you and me, he is the king. And he's got all kinds of things that he wants to do. But we cannot do those things just because we are scared or fearful. Because we have to obey. We, are, we will accomplish those things with the fruits of the Spirit. So the moment, the moment that I embrace the goodness of God, the moment that I make him the Lord of my life, the moment that I apply his principles, the principles of the kingdom of God, which are completely different from the ones of the rational world, at that particular moment, something happens. It's no more an idea. It's no more a belief. I dare to say it is science. Jesus said it. You will know the truth. Not in your mind, but in your life. You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Oh my gosh, making Jesus Lord of your life allows you and me to see reality, to see miracles every day. But miracles, not just physical miracles, but things that happen, people that you meet, uh, trials coming your way that will just uh, change the course of your life. This is why the Christian life is so exciting, because it's no rational. It's irrational, and this transformation will bring us to the point one day to hear our Lord say, well done, good and faithful servant. There is much more here for you. But for many people, there will be a, who are you anyways? I do not know you. Synthetic, authentic. And yet, the vocal faith, authentic faith, cannot be given just with the presumptuous, because we read that we need to give a defense of our faith, yet with meekness and fear. Do you remember when Jesus said, hey, you guys, where do people say I am? Oh, some people said that you were Elijah. Elijah, man, he was calling fire from heaven, man. Talk about boldness. Oh, some people said that you are Jeremiah. Jeremiah, man, he was whining all the time, crying, be tender. In order to say this, it means that there were times in Jesus' life that his compassion made him tender, but there were times when his boldness made him a person of authority. So you that want to have an authentic faith, it is vital, it's got to be vocal, but you need to vocalize it with tenderness at times, but also with boldness at times. Don't be afraid. Let this cup pass over me, Nevertheless, know my will, but your counsel be done, Jesus said. And finally, let's go and jump into the, not only the vital and vocal, the visual, the visual, the visual faith. 
I have been crucified with Christ. Galatians 20. It is no longer I that live, you guys. No. It is Christ that liveth in me. Wow. That's, that's the power of the exchanged life. That is the power of being filled with the Spirit. It's not an emotional thing. It is the awareness of understanding that you are moved by the Spirit of God, by God Himself. You become His eyes. You become His arms. You become His voice. You become Him. That's wonderful. It's interesting that Jesus said, I am the light of the world. I am the resurrection and the life. And so on and so forth. But he also said, you are the light of the world. So the only time that we, he says about him, I'm the light of the world. And he says, you are the light of the world. What does that mean? That means that we need to reflect his power and his influence. Because without us, he cannot do it. He chose not to do it. He has to do it through us. You know, St. Francis of Assisi, after his conversion, which was an incredible conversion, St. Francis of Assisi uh, uh, went, uh, he was walking, and he saw all of his old friends just on the corner, far away. And he says, I don't want to go to them right now. I'm not ready. Because he was afraid that they would bring him back into the, to a faith that was synthetic and not authentic. And so he started getting away from them. But they noticed that he was arriving. So they said, hey, Francis, come down here. But he turned around and he started walking fast and faster. And they got up and they started following him. He said, Francis, what are you doing, Francis? And he's running by now. He's getting away from them. Francis, Francis, Francis. Bottom line, they said, Francis, Francis, it's us, man, it's us. But Francis will turn around running and say, yeah, but it's, it's not me anymore. It's not me anymore. It's no longer I that live, but Jesus lives in me. Interesting, very interesting. So this authentic faith is characterized by being vital, vocal, and visual. The synthetic faith, which uh, my, gosh, is growing, my gosh is growing exponentially all over the world, is a faith that is based on appearance and Christian positivism, which doesn't mean that this life is not exciting and full of joy and challenges. And we're wondering why, after 2,000 years, Jesus has not yet come back. And we're wondering why so many times our words and our sermons are just words that do not transform the life of the people that we're in touch. And we wonder why we try to make decisions, spiritual decisions, based on the rational when God wants us to move over the border, for God's sake, and become irrational because he chooses the foolish things of this earth to put the wise, rational, to shame. There were three cities when uh, the Apostle Paul was experiencing his mission with God. Athens that represented the center of philosophy, of ideas, of why, 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 trying to give apology, explanations, and defenses. There was another city that was powerful. That was Rome, my Rome, the Roman Empire that was manipulating everybody around with his power, everybody spoke 
Latin. Everybody was part of Rome. You didn't have to go to Rome. Rome came to you. Rome was doing what the church should do, by the way, you know, getting into the world. And then there was Jerusalem. Oh, my goodness. Every regulation and rules to be found uh, white as snow before God. Yeah. But you know, Jerusalem with its religiosity, Athens with its philosophy, and Rome with its power couldn't do what the gospel did in the life of the Apostle Paul. And that's why he said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God unto salvation to the one who believes, to the one who acts upon his faith, to the one who wants to have a vital, vocal, and visual faith. It is my prayer that you, listening to this message, may just examine yourself just like I examine myself and realize that on that day, some people might be getting disappointed because there is a way that seems right, even though it's synthetic. Just like the material that I said, oh my gosh, this is good. I lost my mind. I lost completely everything. That was a bad deal. I did it and I realized it was synthetic. Never again I trusted someone that wanted to sell me something. On that day, don't be absolutely surprised if he might say to you, I don't know who you are. Oh, well, I did miracles. I start churches and so on and so forth. I don't know who you are. Appearing good, but he is the good guy. God knows the heart. He doesn't look at the outward appearance of a person. God looks at the heart. And if he's looking at your heart right now, like my heart, what is he seeing? It is my prayer. Lord Jesus, in your wonderful name, that you will see from this moment on in our hearts a faith that is authentic, a faith that doesn't want to focus on appearance and positive things, but a faith that is vital, miraculous, Lord, vocal and visual. And I pray this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you, Gaetano, for that inspiring word. And I'm so grateful to be able to have a friend like you that we can partner with to see the work of God done all around the world. And thank you once again for being a part of our online community of faith. And I want to encourage you. We'd love to hear from you. If you have a prayer request or if there's some way we can serve you, please reach out to us. I'd love to stand with you in prayer. And then... Right after uh, this service is, of course, the wrap. It's a way to take the message deeper and further. So uh, stay tuned for that. And then finally, for the benediction. Now, normally, this is the verse that I speak over you. But the team is coming to sing it over you today. I love you, Cathedral family. Have a most blessed day. you.
special version of the rap here today. Uh, thank you, Pastors uh, Gaetano and Sandra, for being here with mm -hmm. us. It's always a pleasure to be with you. And a powerful word that you've spoken yes. into this community here today. Wow. Mm -hmm. And I'm excited to kind of uh, go a little bit deeper with that. Um, it's been about two years since you've been here. Is that right. correct? Right. Right. Yeah. And I tell you, we've, we've missed you and mm -hmm. we've been praying for you as we've been watching what God's been doing. Mm -hmm. In your ministry, and I know, and I, I just love hearing you speak, Pastor Guy Donovan, because <laughs> I, I've always fear, I experience two things when you speak. When you speak, I just feel like my faith is just, someone's just like a trainer, personal trainer, just speaking into my faith, my faith gets enlarged. And the second thing is I just get really hungry when I hear you talk. <laughs> Cause you're, some pasta. <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I need to go eat some lasagna or something. <laughs> it just makes, it just, it's so Italian. It's Bless so, you. It's, Bless it's, you. I love it. But Pastor Gatano, the, the, the word that we heard today, it didn't seem like it was just an intellectual conception. It seemed like it was birthed through an experience. I would love to hear kind of where the season that this came out of for you guys. Well, uh, faith under fire, by the way, this is a message that, um, um, I just prepare for you guys. So it's, uh, it's not something that we put in the microwave, you know, and then, because <clears throat> usually you do that, you know. No, no, this has come from our hearts. And the reason being that um, this, uh, this pandemic uh, um, attack that we had, you know, with the virus and everything, and uh, has um, kind of shaken the whole world. And, uh, and I just felt like that the, the, the church... Uh, um, had a chance right now to respond with uh, authenticity mm -hmm. um, because, you know, everything is fine, then you can trust God, you know, and uh, you can make plans, you can pray, and God bless. But, but when things are going the way they were going and are going, unfortunately, with the restrictions and not knowing what, you know, needs to be done, and uh, then uh, only the authentic faith comes out, mm. you know? And so, uh, as a matter of fact, you know, through uh, this pandemic uh, uh, time, I mean, the ministry and the churches throughout all Italy, they've been growing exponentially, multiplying, and doing things, uh, daring to do things that maybe without a pandemic we're not doing. Yeah, yeah. So. That's, that's really powerful. It's like, you know, the image I get, like, it's, it's like the, you know, the, the, uh, 
the church has all, always grown under persecution. Exactly. Right, when you look through historically through the, the, the historical well, church. Well, one of the things that I think was the most interesting that finally Guy just broke through, when we saw that we were in lockdown, so, you know, we were being surveyed by, by drones. You didn't leave your home. That was mm. lockdown in, in Italy. And uh, there were, like, two sides. Um, we had these young churches that were just being birthed all over the, the nation. And they were like, you could, they were chomping at the bit. And then we had other churches that were saying, okay, we're just going to all get in our little huts and wait it out. Mm. And then we'll get back to normal. And guys said, okay, guys, this is your time. There are no rules. Yep. Let them see Jesus. Yep. Instead of them coming to coming into your church, you guys, I don't know what you do, social, television, online, walk out there, feed people, just let them see who the church is. Yeah. And that's wow. what changed. Mm -hmm. We Absolutely. had uh, some of the pastors, uh, Pastor Carlos up in Bergamo. Bergamo was the city that was really hit. Mm -hmm. in the number ground one city. zero for Italy. Yeah, ground zero for Italy. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Uh, he was training all the other uh, pastors, you know, to, you know, go online, you know, what, what to use and what to use. And we had churches with me, 100, 120 members that say, guy, what? You know, we, we had like 5,000 viewers, you know, watching online, you know. Wow. So Facebook Live, you know. Yeah. So, you know, this, uh, this was a, an incredible uh, yeah. explosion. That's what I mean uh, <clears throat> when I say the authentic faith uh, moves, mm. moves out of the rational and goes into, mm. you know, <clears throat> the fullness, foolishness of God, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, <clears throat> because he wants, I mean, you, you're obligated to say, God, I'm not going to stop, of mm. course, but I cannot do this. But if I do that, that's kind of weird, you know, that's, uh, you know, but God, okay, I'm going to make the first step. Mm. And then if it is your will, you know, you will allow me to do the second step. Mm. And that's how things developed. And, uh, and as I said, we had uh, an incredible number. I mean, even last Sunday, I'm getting all the reports, people getting baptized, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, right and left. Wow. All with the young leaders. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. The older ones, you know, they're like, you know, it was kind of tough. But the young leaders, explosion. Wow. That's beautiful. So powerful. And you guys experienced transformation in your own home and offices, right? Oh, yeah. We just <laughs> said, you know, well, you couldn't go anywhere. Mm -hmm. But they allowed you to go if you had a place of office to mm -hmm. obviously check your, you know, check your email. And ours is in our same village. Mm -hmm. So we'd walk down and we just gutted our office out and we made it into oh. a studio mm -hmm. so we could be anywhere mm -hmm. and connect with people. And like it was just... It was just exciting, mm -hmm. and it is a little kind of leap of faith. And we didn't, and God provided everything. Mm -hmm. We started with what we had, mm -hmm. and then slowly God provided the things. Mm -hmm. But we were, Guy was able to be there mm -hmm. and lead and kind of forge these incredible young men and, and women mm -hmm. to just dream big dreams, be creative, get out there. We're still connected. Mm -hmm. And wow. the food the distribution was very important mm -hmm. because yeah. uh, in spite of what we are saying, you know, uh, the, uh, the, the personal interaction is so important, mm -hmm. okay? Especially, you know, in Italy, you know. Mm -hmm. and, <clears throat> and so we waved to that because we would just uh, get permission, <clears throat> all the teams in the churches, to go and visit people. Mm -hmm. 
<clears throat> do stuff for people that were, you Bring know. Bring them food. Yeah, old mm -hmm. people, entire families, and so on. So that, you know, that's another creative way to keep up with uh, mm -hmm. the, the, the physical, like, interaction, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, bringing Jesus to the world. It's, it, that, that was our motto, you know. Wow. It was very nice, yeah. So powerful. You know, there's a, there's a, a, a saying that's kind of um, come from pa senior pastor Kenny, you know, that faith works best in the dark. And, I, and it's what come to mind here, like this faith under fire that you were talking about today and how that this is, uh, when everything's going well, you don't really need that much faith, right? Because you can just kind of trust, again, to use uh, your words, the rational. You can just kind of follow what's there. And I think a lot of the, what we experience in today's environment is so much progress, so much technology, Right, so that that it is, it's easy to survive. We don't have to go out hunt for food. We don't have to build our houses with trees. Yes. Like so much is provided for us, mm -hmm. but it, in times like these, it's like this is where, this is why we're here, the mm -hmm. church. It's like you know, like the olive to get the oil, it's got to be crushed, right? And then I think, and a lot of times, the good, the great God stuff that's inside of us mm -hmm. can't come out exactly. until we get to times like this. One of the most incredible friendships that we didn't even know were there. I mean, we kind of, Guy Mentors, uh, one of the leaders of the Chinese church in Italy, in Rome, they're best buddies and best friends and, and on a spiritual mentorship. Well, when this COVID and the, and the insinuations, the, the origin, who rose up? The Chinese church, and they are exploding in Italy. Mm. They're going where we can't even go. There's mm. like 600 they, churches. They provided I mean, over two and a half million masks. Gave it to us wow. to give out. And so we were like, you know, <clears throat> the Amazon of Italy, you know, <laughs> throughout all of our Getting churches. And, so uh, and that, made it, that made it to the media because they wanted to make sure that, uh, you know, they said, we're like, uh, we, we, we caused this, you know, <laughs> in China. Mm. And... Uh, and we want to do, we want to do something for Italy. So that was an, an, another incredible thing. Wow. They opened you know, big doors. Their yeah, ministry, their doors. love for God, mm -hmm. and and then <clears throat> to have us work together. Yeah. It, their they raised uh, they raised a hundred and twenty thousand dollars. Wow! And we bought equipment. Uh, for three or four different uh, hospitals, mm -hmm. and we did this with the governor of every single region. Mm -hmm. So, in other words, uh, COVID put. Uh, the, the gospel on the map in Italy as never before. It, it was wow. really exciting. Incredible. Wow. wow. And, great wow. and we, and we are partnering God. with you. And yeah. that is the, a great, yeah. that's the greatest news, man. We're wow. doing it together. Wow. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I love the way you just, in your message to the synthetic versus the authentic. Mm. And the beautiful thing is that the authentic lives and, and continues no matter what. And in our culture where we have you know, real and not real hair, nails. Yeah. Like, and you go around, there's real and not real food that we eat. You know, it's like, it's all around us. Yeah. But yet, when you reminded us that I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus mm. Christ, for in there, there is power. Mm. And what a privilege that all of us have that we get to tap into that, the good news, into our personal lives and into the lives there. You guys have been so encouraging and influential. We're so honored to partner with what is happening in Italy. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, you yeah. guys. We love you. Absolutely. Amen. And I, too, was, I was just encouraged that, you know, it's, I'm paraphrasing, of course, but it's how can you expect spiritual results following the natural oh. laws and, and natural expectations? Mm -hmm. Like, we have to live. 
So thank you guys for, for coming here to remind us how mm-hmm. to, to look for that authentic faith inside of us mm-hmm. and to not run from bad times and not just look for happy times, right? Like, exactly. yeah, I love that, exactly. the positivism that you mentioned early on, you know, that the gospel is good news, but it's not just good stuff always happy stuff, right? It's, it's the good news in the, in the context of a fallen world and a, a world that desperately needs to hear the good news. Yeah, so, yeah. Take, you guys were with us. Oh, you guys were with us. Cathedral honored. Faith and everybody was like, I mean, can you believe this, that you were vitally changing a nation? Mm. Just, you were here in San Jose. That's the neat wow. relationships that were happening. That's so powerful. Absolutely. In closing, how can we pray for you guys? How can we pray for the ministry over there in Italy? <clears throat> well, right now, um, there, is a, there is a big um, uh, a big social turmoil in Italy mm. because uh, it is evident uh, in the eyes of many that, uh, uh, you know, the, the UN, the WHO, and so on, you know, they... There is this agreement that when they say something, or oh, the European Union, mm. someone decides and everybody has to obey, you know? Mm. And uh, some people just, you know, they had enough. You know, they, you know even the European Union, uh, it is something in paper, but, you know, uh, Germans still Germans uh, and Italians still Italians, you know? And, and th- there, is, there is a big turmoil that is growing day after day mm. that we have never seen before. Mm. I believe that uh, here we go again. This is an opportunity mm. um, to really not to judge people, mm. but to uh, somehow show them how the principles of the kingdom of God are indeed the answer to the problems of this world. You know, yeah. that's what the gospel is all about. You know, mm-hmm. and but in order to do this, you need to do it a, an internal transformation. Mm-hmm. And so, we are uh, we a door of a new way to evangelize. And I'm an evangelist, of course. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, is right there. We are seeing it. So pray that uh, the people and the leaders, because that's what we do. I mean, we are responsible for the people who are responsible of the product. The product is uh, evangelization. Mm -hmm. There was a time when we were doing it, you know, from A to Z. Right now we're preparing the people that are responsible. So pray for them. Mm -hmm. Pray that they will be um, uh, open you know, to, to, to this kind of training, you know, and that God will give all the resources. So right now we're coming out, uh, they're coming out with a vision, not us, you know. So, they, you know, there is a, a, a church, Gospel Naples, they, they got a television station, man, in the middle of all this, you know. We're going to have Pastor Kenny, you know, all of his programs on it too. We have Joyce Meyer, Rady, wow. and so on. So that's kind of exciting. So just pray that uh, this uh, evangelistic wave caused by um, what the world thinks is going to be a a tsunami, a disaster, will show to the world the power of the gospel of Jesus. Maybe maybe this is something that we need to understand, not only in Italy, but worldwide. Mm. This is our chance. You know, you remember when it just says, when my name will be heard all over the places, you know, then I will come back. I think we have the chance to do it right now. So Amen. you pray for that. Amen. Well, we believe we believe that. We mm-hmm. stand with you and we pray with you. And Cathedral Faith, if you're there, we just ask you to just lift up a prayer mm-hmm. for Pastors Guy and Sandra in the ministry, that the great work that they're doing on the kingdom mm-hmm. front lines out there in Italy. So we, we just encourage you to stay 
to stay locked to what's going on at Cathedral of Faith, to stay connected to the community, to pray for our partners and our, our friends overseas. And uh, we're believing that the authentic faith is, is arising and, and making itself known in all of us. So God bless you, Cathedral of Faith. We love you. Thank you again, Pastors Guy, Tano, Thank and Sandra. You. Thank you so much. We're yes. so honored to sit here with you and to, to hear the word of God through you. And we celebrate what God's doing through you. And we believe, as Pastor Ken says all the time, greater days are ahead. It's just the beginning. So we love you guys. And as always, Cathedral of Faith, it's a, it's wrap. a wrap.